Rallycross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Hello and welcome to Canny Cross Conversations. Today, Louise and I are joined by Claire Martin. Now, if you listen to our recent episode about park run um, and the new rules surrounding running with dogs, um, Claire has set up a new movement called Bark Run, which we're really keen to chat to her about today. Claire was also involved in the setup of Canny Cross Midlands, um, so she's she's well versed in Canny Cross and competition. So we're really keen to chat to her today about Bark Run. Would you like to introduce yourself to us, Claire? Hi. Um, well, yes. I, as as you said, I'm Claire. I um, have been Canny Crossing for I guess about 15 years now. Um, I currently live with nine dogs, um, all rescues, um, and. Uh, um, I say a team and myself set up Canny Cross Midlands um, many years ago now. And in response to the th- changes at Park Run, myself and I, I recruited a group of friends, set up Park Run. And um, we hope that that's going to fill a gap. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get on to that because uh, it, yeah. it, it, it's sort of a, a really big thing still. Um, and I think people are still just hearing about it. But I yeah. remember when it came out, and I, I don't know whether... I just remember, I think, seeing a post from you, Claire, saying, oh, well, I'm just going to set up Bark Run or something like that. Was it a really an off the sort of cuff remark or was it was the thought it, behind it? It really wasn't planned at all. It was a bit of a snap decision. Um, but I'm kind of the sort of person that looks for solutions rather than problems. And so um, there was a lot, a big movement about people getting very upset and quite understandably so. And yeah. angry and really quite distressed. Um, and so um, for me, um, I need to find a solution to this. Um, and yeah, and hence Bark Run. So shall we just, just in case we've got any listeners out there who aren't sure of what's happened with Park Run, shall we just refresh what's happened recently? Sure. sure. So effectively, Park Run have decided um, that um, you can't, use canny cross kit so a hip or waist belt with a dog attached to your body a bungee lead to a harness what you are still allowed to do is you are still allowed to run with your dog using a handheld lead and the dog must be beside you not in front of you um and so that's really the change um and it's it it was a decision they made because they said that their statistics showed that There was a disproportionate number of accidents caused by dogs running on a a belt with a a line attached caused by the dog crossing, zigzagging across the path in front and tripping other people. It's uh, it's interesting. And and your first reaction is, what? (laughs) You know, it's like it doesn't make sense, does it? And I think it's it's really and we won't, you know, you part around and make their decision and and we've got to move on. But it is. And it's an opportunity for us, isn't it, to promote Canny Cross and yep. it's why it's safe and why you should be running your dogs like like we do. Yep. Um, so just talk a little bit to us about the equipment. We talk about it all the time, so it's kind of nice yep. to hear it from a from a different person, you know, someone else. No problem. Yeah. So um, I'm a, a Canny Crosser. I'm also um, I also run my own um, dog behaviour 
um, business as well. So I'm a trainer and a behaviorist as well. Um, and so the key with Canny Cross is that your dog is wearing a, an ergonomic harness that's designed to maximize their comfort and their biomechanics, their efficiency of movement attached to a bungee lead, which is um, a stretchy line attached to yourself who are wearing a belt around your hips not around your waist, which pulls from your centre of gravity. And you move together as a team with the dog directly in front of you and giving cues, asking the dog to turn left or right or whatever. And so that's the principle of Canny Cross. One of the challenges absolutely that Parkrun has faced is that not everybody runs in Canny Cross kit quite like that. And no. we've all seen people at, at Parkruns with a dog that, isn't a trained canny cross dog and it's not the owner's fault they're just they're doing what they think is right and the dog is weaving across the path and they're not out in front um and so i can see things from both sides but the key thing is what we're trying to do at barker is to promote the correct use of canny cross equipment for the benefit of the human and the canine runner to keep them safe and allow them to enjoy exercise together no that's that's very true <clears throat> Yeah, that's brilliant. I love love what you're doing, Claire. Um, so so chat to us then about how Bark Run's going then. How did it all, you know, how did it go once you put that original post out saying, let's do this? Oh, my gosh. Well, it was exciting. Um, it went a bit viral, really. I think we've got about 3,000 members at the moment. Um, it's growing every day. Um, and lots of people were very excited and lots of people were horrified actually at what I was suggesting but what Bark Run is is it's a movement it's basically a Facebook page Facebook group I should say where people can arrange um in the in the uh, virtual world to meet together in the real world to run a Park Run course an hour earlier than Park Run starts so Bark Run's typically in England and Wales start at eight in the morning and in Scotland at eight thirty because their park run starts half an hour later yeah. than us. Um, <laughs> and it's nothing more, in, a set, in essence, than a, a, a meeting place and a notice board. Um, but when I first set it up, oh my gosh, we had... Um, some people thought that I was literally trying to trash park run, which absolutely not. And our principles actually very much state that we encourage people, after they've done a park run, to either park run without a dog, um, or to volunteer, um, yeah. because actually our local park runs and the run directors and the event directors have been hugely supportive of Bark Run. And many have actually joined us to run with their dogs before their own park runs themselves. So we really, we're not in this absolutely to, to cause trouble, but to support those people running with dogs and hopefully to continue that education of the dog owning community about how great our sport actually is and have you had any as park run got in contact you know like the the, the, the big boys i don't know what to call them but the, you know <laughs> park run, yeah we've had no contact from park run hq um um we they, they can get in touch if they want to there's no problem um we've uh, we've 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 had lots of event directors get in touch and say yeah. yay we think this is brilliant and loads of run directors um and we absolutely are not out there to cause any um, impact on um, Parkrun, except possibly maybe bring in a few extra volunteers. You know, it's, it's, it should be a positive experience for everybody. 
And how yeah, it's a really good from. side effect, actually, isn't it? So I guess people can come and yeah, can come and run with you with the dog and then go on to volunteer afterwards. Is that the idea? So they were still supporting Parkrun. Absolutely. I mean, um, I've actually retrained one of my older canny cross dogs to run to heel. Um, and so um week before last weekend I was racing at Canny Cross Men's, but the week before, um, I did a 7:30 a.m. bark run, an 8 a.m. bark run, and then I ran uh, at nine o'clock park run. Um, and um, once uh, Darwin, my um, um, one of my say retired Canny Cross dogs, once he's running really reliably to heel, he would jog to heel with me on a loose handheld lead. Um, but I'm, I'm not saying that's ideal for everybody. He is. He's a dog that loves nothing more than to run to heel with a, a tube of squeezy cheese available uh, as appropriate. <laughs> and, and when you've been doing your park runs, have many people still been running with their dogs? And is it a yeah. case that we can then try and educate them or, you know, are you going about that? Or Well, except for last weekend, which was a busy Canny Cross weekend with the Canix Fur Nations and with Canny Cross Midlands. Um, we've been sort of trying to survey the people actually out bark running and we think we're getting at least 100 um, humans and dogs a week running bark run at the moment around the country and we're hoping this movement is going to grow. Um, it's going to be a tricky time because of course with the summer coming quite a lot of us actually even eight o'clock isn't going to be early enough and this is another thing which I think is a really positive thing we can actually educate. Um, that um, actually we shouldn't be running with dogs probably at nine o'clock in the next few months at all. Um, that said, who knows what the British weather's going to do to us. But, um, but we've had, you know. Yeah, we've got a really good podcast um, with Dr. Anne Carter, haven't we? Um, who, and yeah. It was about heat stroke. In, and I think you probably know her, don't you? Very um, well indeed. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 we, and that was fascinating. So that was about running dogs in heat stroke, uh, uh, yeah. uh, heat stroke in dogs. And obviously that a lot of that research was done on canny cross dogs, wasn't it? Totally. And yep, I yep. think that you're really, I think you're right. We need to get that side of it out as well, that you shouldn't be running your dogs in this hot weather. And I still see people doing it and it just really upsets yep. me. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I think the Bark Run movement, we're going to try and we'll, we'll see. I think it's a case of keeping it going now through the summer with gentle reminders and, you know, um, you know, we all have wet and horrible, windy Saturdays. We know we will. And, you know, we can all get ourselves motivated and get groups out running at eight o'clock. Um, but, you know, for myself personally, I'll be running four, five, six o'clock in the morning, if that, you know, depending on the weather. Um, so, um, but then, you know, hopefully we'll kick it back into action again in September, ready to, you know, really infuse people for what is more generally more appropriate weather. And the, sorry, because this is just coming to our park run. My local park run isn't brilliant for dogs. And, and um, I don't know what yours is like, Michelle, but it, and it's it's literally three loops of the park and it's mainly on concrete. So I never yeah, yeah. I've never taken her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, what are you is park run sort of saying anything about that, about the, the areas where we can, where we should be park, run, park running we, and, and yeah, areas we, that are not so suitable? Yeah, we're certainly trying to encourage that. I mean, it's quite interesting that actually two weeks ago, we actually bark ran at a park run, which is no dogs, because it's actually my local park run. And the course isn't suitable for dogs during park run because it's an out and back. But actually, it's an out along one side of a river. We came back along what I call the muddy track, 
which is the route I run, is my regular training route. And it's absolutely perfect for dogs. Um, but because park run run out and back on the same track, which is quite narrow, it's not a, a suitable track at all for, for and, it and it was always no dogs at that park run. But actually for bark run, because we use a slightly modified version of the course where we run in the opposite direction on the far side of a little brook, it's perfect. And we've got water on site because the brook is available there. So, yeah, we're encouraging people to look and think critically about the courses they're running. Um, and is it right for the dogs? So the good old favourites, things like Kingsbury Water Park, Sherwood Pines, Rosliston, um, uh, Cannock Chase, that have all mm. been very popular with dogs. Those, those still are great for dogs. But you're absolutely right that, um, for example, you know, there are, there have been, you know, um, park runs which have allowed dogs historically, which never really have been very good for dogs at all. Um, uh, I was certainly invited to do one park run locally to, assess it whether it was suitable for dogs and you know it was three laps there was it was on hard track and actually there was gla broken glass at one point and I actually sort of fed back to the event director said you know thank you very much for inviting me actually I wouldn't recommend your park front as, as ideal for dogs um so yeah I think again this is all part of what I hope Barkrun can do which is a positive and a positive spin a positive education to the dog running community yeah, that's brilliant. I noticed our local park run, um, the kind of local canny crosses are meeting somewhere different. I mean, our park run is very suitable for dogs. There's a little tiny bit on tarmac, but most of it is through the woods. But they're meeting at a completely different place. I haven't been along yet, but I will. I will go and try it out soon. Yeah. And is that happening? Are people, because I'm thinking, I, you know, I've got a community, you know, because I, I teach canny cross, so I've got a community of people that we do social runs. So is that something I could do is set up a bark run, but it's not on a park run course? Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think what we need to do initially, it was very much in response to park run, but yeah. absolutely there's nothing, there's nothing that says that bark run can't actually evolve into effectively you know, a UK wide, you know, meeting place for people to go running with their dogs. Um, um, it's, I think, I think it really has to evolve into what people want it to be. Um, mm. And I think that trying to create, the last thing I want to do is create rules and be overly um, prescriptive on the administration of the group because, you know, we've all got, you know, we've all got busy enough lives as it is. So, you know, if somebody, I think certainly in the, I think the summer is going to be this great opportunity to actually emphasize, you know, does a group of people want to get together at five o'clock in the morning and go running together? Um, and, and that's, no, <laughs> but, um, and, you know, I'm certainly not going to stop. One thing I do with my dogs is actually there's a local lake nearby where I go swimming with my dogs and, um, and lots of us go swimming. We go swimming in the lake together. Um, and you know, I, I I don't I don't mind if you know if the occasional park swim gets advertised. Frankly, it doesn't matter <laughs> at all. <laughs> Whatever. No, that, so what? But what are people when they're setting up a park run? I suppose I've got two questions here. If they're doing it on a park run course, what do they need to contact anyone? Do they need to get anything in place? And on the other side, if you're going to start a park run somewhere else, what do we need to do? Sure. So um, I think the key thing is 
to understand that but that <laughs> bark run the facebook page is purely a meeting point for people to get together to run with dogs yeah. um we have some advice on that page about how you would go about that so things like if you're going to use a park run course it is polite to get in touch with the run director and say um i hope you don't mind um a could you put me it's always best to say a could you put me down on the volunteer list for next saturday and b by the way, I'm going to be running with my dog around the course at eight o'clock in the morning. Is it okay if I do your um, pre-course um, course check for you and give you a shout if there's any um, issues with litter or fallen trees or branches on the path? Um, if you approach them like that, you'll usually find people go, oh, thank you very much. Um, and because parkrun volunteers usually set up from 8.30 onwards, if you start your run at eight o'clock in the morning, you're going to be finishing just as they set up on average. It depends if you're a super speedy, you'll finish before. But most people finish between 30, um, 40 minutes-ish. Um, and, and you can just say, morning, um, give us 10 minutes. We'll be back out to help you, you know, do any anything you want to. Um, so that's a really good way to make people feel welcome. Um, when I was bark running the other day, I bumped into the run director cycling around the course. He said, oh, are you Claire? And I said, yep, that's me. And um, and I said, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'm going to run. And he was like, super. And, I, you know, he was I think he was initially a little bit worried that maybe we were going to be impacting on his events. What he actually realized was that we were okay. actually less impactful than a lot of the people who are using the park anyway. So the key thing is we don't own the park. Nobody does. We, we need to be understanding. The second thing is we can only bark run on parks that are on um, accessible land. So if they're on private land, don't do it. Don't go there. It's it's um, if, if we don't have the right to run there at any other time of the day, then we don't run before a park run. Um, it's it's not appropriate. So there are park runs on private land and that's an absolute no. Um, and the, the third consideration is um, actually think about who you've got along. Um, have you got a first time runner? You we all, you know, if a group meeting at, I don't know, Sandwell Valley, we might know the course, but do they know the course? And it's, it's nice if we can arrange not to leave people behind. But at the same time, I know people want to enjoy their run and necessarily maybe get a time. So it's communicating with those there to make sure everybody feels comfortable. Um, and then lastly, which has been quite a lot of discussion, it's about insurance. Now, yeah. <clears throat> we are not, but Barker UK is, an, at the moment, is in no way an organisation. We are a notice board. We absolutely recommend that you have your own personal um, liability insurance and that is available through a whole range of possible sources depending on which organizations you're a member of um, so i have insurance through my member of the uh, bssf the british sled dog sports federation and through canny cross midlands um, but you may also have third party liability through your pet insurance check that that's valid for canny cross you may be a member of other groups which also provide insurance um, that, I think, is something I would strongly recommend because it is still possible that you might trip a member of the public. Um, that said, we absolutely recommend that you apply to members of the public and, you know, um, we don't go charging past, you know, uh, a, a vulnerable member of the public who's walking dogs who has got, you know, doesn't hear you coming from behind. So it, it's applying common sense, also taking that insurance precaution um, and most importantly, you know, keeping everybody safe. Yeah, brilliant advice there, Claire. Very sensible. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so where do you see Barkrun going then? We've talked a bit about how we're hoping it'll grow 
once summer's done with you know yeah. you don't run as much well, so what have you got future plans for it what? I don't I don't know I I've had a few people get in touch um wanting to make it more of a commercial organization um and at the moment I've been very polite and says uh thank you but no thank you at the moment um there is uh, we, we we got our kit sorted as a bit of fun people thought that was just straight oh we're a club we've got kit um that was really um it was supporting a local business who's involved in canny cross yeah. um uh, and uh, uh, and it was um do we make this a bigger event we we have we have secured um bark run uh, websites we've got those um secured at the moment do we make it take it further i don't know i i, I tell you what I, I think i think i'll make that decision when the school holidays start because my proper job is i'm actually a teacher as well and so um six weeks of summer holiday might get me inspired to think right what can i do next um because we have had the off opportunity, the offer of some investment, and I haven't really gone out to seek sponsorship or anything yet. So, yeah, I think I'm not sure if the truth be told. <laughs> there is something there, isn't there? I think. Yeah, there yeah. is, and I think it's a really positive thing. I yeah. think it's a really positive thing, um, and I think it could be the start of something really great um, for um, for dog ownership. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you and, and I think we all were so upset at the time and, we, and yeah. I, I wondered if I thought that Parkrun would listen to reason and change it and obviously they're not going to and they've got their reasons and that's absolutely fine you know our, our importance or our you know is the welfare of our dogs isn't yeah. it yeah. while we're doing it yeah. and yeah. actually to run in a community yeah. of dog owners is it's brilliant. And, yeah, and all that canicross experience that we bring to Barkrun as well. I mean, we've got a real opportunity, haven't we, to to put canicross out there and just yeah. educate people. It's brilliant. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I think the thing on the very last um, Parkrun we were allowed to do with our dogs, um, I was somewhat torn because there was a big group going to Sherwood Pines, which is a superb course. And they actually put on a, you know, who let the dogs out park a park <laughs> run with dogs it was brilliant oh. but i actually chose i ran at kingsbury with um a friend of mine um ian mcnamara who is um he's blind um and he and i have canny cross together before so mm. i guide run for him he wears a canny cross belt and i do too and he actually canny cross is my dog i have to keep the line loose so i'm there as a, a, a as a guide runner for him and we we did our last ever park run together as a threesome there because um ian is i mean if, if you can't can even conceive of running without vision then you attach yourself to a dog and run without vision i have so much respect for ian um but typically canny cross courses are just so uneven that I'm not a good enough, I don't know if anybody is a good enough guide runner to keep Ian safe yeah. on a rutted, muddy, twisty, turny, rooty course. Whereas the parkrun course is still at Kingsbury, still off road, but it's, it's, it's manageable for us. So I don't know, I'd love to run with Ian again. And he did the magic mile with Canny Cross Midlands because again, that was a, a safe course that we could do together. Um, but so yeah it was a very I, there was very emotional we yeah. had our bark run t-shirts and um simon at crazy dog actually 
use the dots or I gave him the braille so it's it says it's just a run in the park it's just a run with a dog and we had that with in braille underneath as well so um oh. we've uh, which was it was very emotional and um and park run at Kingsbury they were awesome the team there hugely supportive um always have been um so yeah that's the sad part of us losing uh, park run but park run can absolutely fill that gap and yes. can uh, can be a positive force for good um so that nobody need lose out no and actually you know start start running with their dogs in a in a proper way you know, yeah. in a good way that they both experience it and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no I'm, yeah. I'm excited and i I think my summer I'm going to try and find, I know there's Pittsford near us that do a park run and I don't know if they've done a park run. Actually, I should put that in the group. Um, but maybe that's something we can, we can arrange. Yeah. <laughs> so brilliant. Great. Brilliant. I think, I think that'd be great. You know, even if you could just, you know, if we can start, um, we need to keep our presence around the park run environment because that's where an awful lot of social runners are. And um, although it is perfectly possible to run safely with a dog um, to heal, it's not easy. You need to have the right dog. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I, it's going to sound like I'm arrogant. I'm a good trainer. Okay. Darwin is a collie lurcher. He lives for training. I can train him to run to heal. Um, some of my, Axis, my bull lurcher, not a chance in a million. You know, it's just not going to, it won't switch him on. He won't enjoy it. And so, you know, dogs are different and, you know, some things, you know, your training can only achieve so much. Yeah. You know, the dog has got to want to do that. And, you know, um, and so I think if we can try and help spread that want and that understanding around our, you know, dog owning communities, you know, I think that's going to be a really positive thing for the future. No, I'm I'm very excited about it, and uh, yeah, and so people, if they want to find out about um, Bark Run, I keep wanting to say Park Run, Bark Run, <laughs> um, they can just join the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They so would do. Pl please answer the questions because um, we're we're trying we're trying desperately to keep it a spam free group. You know what? Uh, that's the hardest bit. But yes, so yeah. please answer the questions. Then we'll let you in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We'll put a link to the um, to the group in the notes and then people yep. can find you easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll continue to promote it. We've chatted about it quite a lot recently, haven't we, Louise? Thank yeah. you. No, um, no. And I think it's really exciting. So, yeah. And perhaps we'll, you know, after the summer and, and we'll we'll get you back on and see what what is evolved through the summer. So um, <laughs> uh, we'll, get, we'll get to see. But brilliant. Thank you so much, Claire. It's been Thank really, you. really good to talk to you.